Jets country, let's ride. How's that for winning an offseason? That one was for you, Hack. Nathaniel Hackett returned to Denver and took down his arch nemesis, Sean Payton. As the Jets won a much-needed game over the Broncos, 31-21. to What a thriller in the mile high. Kaz and I will react to the Jets' second win of the season. Brees Hall's absolutely ridiculous performance, a sloppy first half, and where the two and three Jets stand now with the Eagles coming to MetLife before the bye. It's all coming up next on a happy Victory Monday edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Wilson from his own end zone in trouble, throws it away, and that could be a safety. On first down, it gave to Brees Hall, right up the middle, and there he goes. Brees Hall into Denver territory, and he's got a hole pass to the end zone. Wilson left the football. The Jets stop a three-game losing streak. They win it 31 to 21. I got one game ball. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Those highlights you heard, courtesy of CBS. I'm Jake Brown. Brian Costello, my co-host, will join me in just a second. It's a happy victory Monday edition of gangs all here subscribe wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the new york post sports youtube page and follow me on twitter at jake brown radio well how do you like that for winning an offseason sean payton the storyline was set nathaniel hackett was gonna return to the place where he was fired before the season even ended last year a place where he struggled with clock management where he was not a great head coach where sean payton talked smack all over him back in july in that story where he said, we're going to do the opposite of what they did. One of the worst coaching jobs ever. Well, take that Sean Payton. The jets go into Denver and win 31 to 21. They pick up their second one of the season. They improve to two and three before the Eagles, the five and O Eagles will come to MetLife. And then the bye week we said on this show, you have to win this game. It is a must win. And in the first half, the jets didn't look like a team that wanted to win this game. It was ugly. It was sloppy. They did score in the first quarter for the first time this season, but they struggled to get the ball in the end zone. It was two field goals, a safety, couldn't get a final field goal in the final seconds there, and some poor clock management we'll talk about. But you have to come away from this game with positivity. Brees freaking Hall. We have repeatedly said, feed the Brees. Brees the beast. Because you give him the ball, you don't know what can happen. There's going to be an explosive play. And boy, was there. On October 23rd, 2022, the Jets went to Denver, and they improved to 5-2. and two. They picked up their fifth win with a 16-9 win. And Brees Hall had an explosive 62-yard touchdown run. Almost one year later, on October 8th, 2023, Brees the Beast does it again. A 72-yard rushing touchdown, but this time stayed in the game. Last year, the unfortunate torn ACL out for the season, he's worked his way back, and he is all the way back, and he's all the way turned up. 22 runs, 177 yards, including that 72-yard rushing touchdown, three catches, 
17 yards receiving. 189 total yards for Brees freaking Hall. And it's the Brees show. And that run was a thing of beauty, and he was a thing of beauty to the point where there was one drive where the Jets got to the red zone. They ran eight straight times. What a day for Brees Hall. And, man, was it fun to watch him dominate the ground game. And it helped everyone else around him. Listen, Zach Wilson played fairly well today. He had a good game. I hated the sense of urgency going, you know, the stupid throw to Uzama in the final second of the first half, and he couldn't get back to the line. And you went into half thinking, oh, my God, are they really going to lose this game? But, man, he had a great second half. And, you know, the interception I'm not going to put on him. That was a 50-50 ball. Sertain made a great play. Garrett could have had that. It wasn't a terrible throw. But 19 for 26, 199 yards. That interception, he was able to run the ball a little bit. Zach made the big plays down the stretch. And it took him a while to get Garrett involved. He finally did in the second half. He got Conklin involved. Conklin had a great game. Lazard had a good game. It was the breeze show. But, you know, Zach played serviceable and helped the Jets win this game. He managed this game. We always say he's got to play mistake-free, manage the game. He made a mistake. Again, not on him, but he managed this game in the second half, and he made the throws when he needed to in the second half. He made the runs when he needed to in the second half. The interception was untimely. The Broncos, listen, they have the ball, a chance to win this game. You're thinking, oh, no, they're 20 yards away from field goal range. It is in Denver. You know, those longer kicks a little bit easier to make. Shout out to Greg Zerline who made a bunch of them. You know, gets overlooked, but, you know, making 49-yard kicks with ease, and they needed every one of them. But then Quincy Williams, who has been the Williams of the Williams duo, with the strip, and Bryce Hall takes it to the house. And that's the dagger. It was the Brees and Bryce show. 39-yard touchdown, takes it to the house to win the game for the Jets. The dagger. What a game, what a win. Let's bring in Kaz to talk about it. Uh, did Hackett get a game ball? Yeah, <laughs> of course he did. All right, let's bring in Kaz now. And Kaz, you predicted the Broncos. And today we wake up and it's a happy victory Monday as people listen to this. Kaz, what a game. Um, I said in the open, you know, this was a big, you know, revenge game. It was a big game for Nathaniel Hackett. You know, you called this. He got the game ball. I thought there's the Brees Hall show. I thought Zach in the second half managed the game well. We said he needs to play mistake-free, manage the game. I didn't really think the interception was all his fault. Tough 50-50 ball. He played well enough, but the story behind this game was a strong second half uh, from the defense after an ugly first half, and Brees Hall just absolutely running all over the place. Yeah, I mean, to me, Jake, it's they played a pretty bad game, and they won. They committed nine penalties. They went over five in the red zone. They turned the ball over at the end of the game. Xavier Gibson had two fumbles. I think they had eight plays at 20 yards, the Broncos, something like that. They gave a lot of big plays. The defense collapsed on that drive in the fourth quarter, and they still won a game. So, you know, that that's, that's the story to me. The Broncos stink. <laughs> I gave them too much credit. Uh, they they're were, pretty bad, yeah. They're bad. So, you know, uh, yeah, you don't apologize for winning the NFL. They got to win. But they, I think when the Jets flip on this film on Monday, they're going to go, man, we got a lot of stuff to work on, um, right? Because the varsity's coming to town next week with the Eagles. You know, obviously, Brees played a great game. He he was phenomenal. 177 yards rushing. You know, he's fully back. He looked He looked great. 
I thought the line did a nice job opening things up for him after they were terrible in pass protection early in the game. You know, Zach was a eh, game like he, he did fine. He, they didn't ask him to do much uh, once they get the running game going, you know, and I, the turnover was weird, Jake. Yeah, I, I mean, Sertain made a great play, caught it with his legs. So I, I don't kill him in that. Uh, I kill Zach more on the end of the first half, not getting, you know, not not getting points there at the end of the first half. Uh, and then to me, you know, Quincy Williams, we talk, he's playing phenomenal and he comes up with the play of the game to, to seal the game for them, you know, blitzing off of the edge. You really just can't overstate how well Quincy's playing right now. And it's pretty remarkable to see his growth over the last three years. Who would have thought of the Williams brothers that he would be the one you're like, this is the best signing of the offseason. Like bringing him back and the value they got him. He's playing at an all pro level. Just an incredible play, fantastic play. And he said, humbly, he said after the game, I think he said, I'm the fastest linebacker in the league. And, you know, that's a statement. I think he's been fantastic. My only riff with him is, you know, in the middle of that play, he's celebrating before the play's over. So that's the only thing, you know, when he celebrates a little early sometimes, your fellow defenseman is running (laughs) up the field. Like, don't just keep celebrating. Like, you might need to block someone. So that would be my only complaint. But he's been absolutely remarkable and you know the o-line you mentioned yeah early on i don't it, i'm not gonna blame it all on zach you know he missed some throws but they gave him zero time whatsoever he was rushing in you know on the breeze run joe Tipman is adjusting very well to right guard that block he had on that breeze run is what set that up now the issue that they're gonna have here is avt now solace sounded concerned after the game it's a calf injury do, do you think this has potential to be another season-ending injury in Denver for uh, AVT? The way Salah was talking, yeah. Also, Jake, they ruled him out immediately. So once they rule a guy out immediately, it's usually a bad injury. You know, they usually say questionable, almost always. So, you know, and a lot of times when they say calf, Jake, it's really an Achilles. This could be another Achilles. We, You know, Salah said he's going to have an MRI tomorrow, but he didn't – when he, he was asked, are you worried it's an Achilles? He said he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. He didn't say, no, it's not an Achilles. So that's – uh. That's scary, you know. How about that? Back-to-back. I mean, we talked about how you never play a team, like, in another division back, or what is it, three straight years in Denver to have potential season-ending injuries in the same spot, in the same month. Like, you got to feel for the guy. Like, Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, hopefully hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully it's it's not a Mm -hmm. long-term injury. I mean, it's going to be something. It's going to be easy to miss time, but hopefully it's not a season-ending injury. And Does Max Mitchell replace him there? Yeah, Max Mitchell came in the game, so I assume he'd be the guy. That would replace him, uh, you know, in the meantime. I mean, if it's a long-term injury, oof, I, I don't know. You got to make a trade. There's no, no one's trading a good tackle, Jake, because it's just not happening. Like, watch games other than the Jets. Almost every team except, like, three have crappy offensive lines. <laughs> like, everyone has offensive line issues. There's just not enough of these guys out there. So, you know, what's the biggest issue with the Giants right now? The offensive line. Like, it, it, it's you, you turn on the, you, these games and offensive lines are terrible. So, I don't think they're going to be able to find somebody. They're going to have to, you know, try, probably sign some veteran or something to come in. But Max Mitchell would be the guy in the short term. Yeah, that's that's the big negative to come out of this game. It's like the adversity continues for this Jets team who – you know, every week it seems like someone else is going down. And, you know, you saw early on the secondary struggle. You know, Russell Wilson was running wild. And I feel like they struggled early on. And, you know, it's it's funny that Bryce Hall ends up making the big play in the end. It was the Brees Hall and Bryce Hall show uh, for the Jets on Sunday. But, like, they need DJ Reed back ASAP. Like, you saw how bad they missed him early on. And 
you know, you also see how bad the Broncos are. I mean, Russell Wilson could not find Cortland Sutton ever. He couldn't find Judy ever. Like, Russell Wilson has just lost it. And Sean Payton has a lot of headaches coming his way with that with that team. They're really bad. But I think they really need DJ Reed back and they need him back pretty soon, Gus. I didn't think it was I don't think Reed was missed that much, Jay. I I didn't see Hall had the holding call on the two-point conversion it was bad, but I didn't think they targeted him. I was actually surprised they didn't target him. Um I thought he held up okay. In terms of the running, that's not on him, Russell Wilson running. They, you know, they fixed that. They they stopped turning their backs to him and they played a little more zone and kind of stopped the running game of Russell. And Sal, I thought it was interesting. Sal said we we needed to make him play quarterback. That was an interesting quote, that because that was kind of ripping him, but he was trying to do it in the nicest way possible. Yes. You can tell Sal does not have a Russell Wilson, despite all of his pre-game stuff. But I don't think I don't think he thinks much of Russell Wilson. So most of those people from Seattle seem to have a different opinion of, of Russell Wilson than what we always, what we thought. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, they wanted to force him to throw and they, they felt like they could shut them down. Um, so yeah, I mean, reading the long term, you need him back, but I didn't think it was bad. I think, you know, they really missed them uh, on Sunday because the Broncos offense just couldn't do anything. The one thing the Jets got to be better in the rest. And I, I'm saying they more need DJ Reed ASAP because the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town and they have quite the receiving core and, you know, it's it's only going to get more difficult. So this was kind of like your your little cookie. You get Denver, but uh, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone in the world is going to pick the Jets to beat the Eagles. But it was interesting to watch the twists and turns that this game had because you know, going into the half there, I was fuming at you know the sent like one wide is Zach throwing it to Zama for five yards. I mean that play. I mean the 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 yards meant nothing. The bad and no, no sense of urgency. I mean. I, I think it took a little while for them to set the ball up, which hurt. But I think Zach was like taking too long looking left, right. I know he's going to make sure they're set, but you'd almost rather the chance there's a penalty versus him taking a sweet old time. I didn't think they were going to lose the game when that happened, Kaz. But you go into the half with that happening, that, that was that was brutal. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, Zach has to know better than to throw that ball. He said after he admitted it. He said, you know, he, he saw Uzama open, thought maybe he could make a play to score a touchdown, but. That wasn't happening. You got you got to throw it either in the end zone or out of bounds. There, that, those are your two options with that much time on the clock. So that that was a, a bad one. You know, J two, you mentioned the read thing. I, I just thought of this too. I, I thought some of Sean Payton's play calling was atrocious. Like Terrible, yeah. they in the red zone, they're moving the ball really well, and he calls like a you know it's a Jake Brown special. He calls like an end around to Jerry Judy when they're like they're moving the ball, just doing what they're doing. That kid McLaughlin was running all over them early on in the game. Very strange. And then Sauce exited the game for a little while, and they have Craig James in at cornerback. So you have Craig James on one side, and I'm going to guess you don't even know who Craig James is, right? No, no relation no. to LeBron James, I don't think. No. Or the SMU Craig James, the old running back. He, he's, he's in the aim. And how do you not see that? Like, when you see Sauce walk the field, and they have spotters up in the booth. They, you're like, holy crap, Sauce is walking off. Like, you know, oh my god, what, what's going on? And if you're the Broncos, you gotta go, hey Russ, Sauce is out. Throw to the guy who came in for him, whoever he is. Just throw. They run a double reverse that ends up in a fumble at midfield. Like, holy crap, the play calling was bad. I, I just could, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe he called that play. Yeah, I'm fine with the trickery for other teams when it goes wrong like that. Like, you know, give it to me every week. I'll take that. 
Um, yeah, that was weird. You know, Jets turn it over. And listen, there were a lot of mistakes from the Jets, too. Like Gibson, I mean, he got lucky in a few, but like he he had a couple muff punts. Yeah. Uh, and Nine another- penalties, Jay. They early on, they're killing themselves with penalties. Oh, so I many mean, penalties. penalties oh. Like the first like three drives, penalties put them in like third and long situations. Like they got to watch that. And then they had 12 men on the field on defense. They had on the scoring drive. How do you not call a timeout there on the 12 men on the field? I by thought the that way. was like, odd too. Yeah. Cause you could see there was confusion. Like you could see guys were running in and out and then um, roughing the passer on the drive that they scored on, on Bryce Huff. Then two point conversion, they stop it and and uh, Bryce gets called for holding. So some bad penalties in this game on them. Yeah. But in the end they won and they won for Hackett. And, and you saw that, you know, in the in the post game in the speech from Sala, uh, you saw Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, he he. But I don't I don't know if he was a it was a mistake typing, but he said W hashtag Hackett Hart, and then a hashtag after that. I, I think might have just been a, a typo. Listen, Aaron is uh, he might be on some psychedelics there in his rehab. Maybe I don't know. Trying, but... Maybe he's trying to type with his toes as part of his rehab. <laughs> It might be. Listen, he's getting his toe stronger for that December return. Right. I mean, yeah, the, you know, I, I, I still I'm starting to think he actually is going to come back, you know, as the weeks start to go by. But we'll see. Um, but, how? you know, this is big for Hackett, I think. And I think this is kind of, a, you know, a win for him that, you know, maybe rallies the troops. I don't I'm not saying they're going to beat the Eagles, but maybe they. I don't think there's anything beyond this week, Jay Kind. I mean, I yeah. think it's a nice little story this week. And like, yeah, anytime a guy goes back to where he was fired, uh, it's a big deal. And then you throw the Sean Payton comments on top of that. You know, I, th- I thought the Jets social media team, uh, they were aggressive. Huh? That was pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. He uh, had that tweet. I, I forget. Uh, I think his Perry, name is yeah. Perry. Perry, yeah, he he said he. I think he's had that fired up for months. Yes. Uh, yeah. When you lose to the all season champs, That's, Perry's very good at his job. Uh, yeah, he's so it had a social media or the Jets, but that yeah, they were aggressive and yeah, I don't think there's any carryover really, Jake. But uh, you know, I do think they the Jets have kind of stabilized things, right? So like the Rogers injury was such a crazy blow to their psyche, and um, I think they were reeling for a while. I think they carry, you know, the you saw that in Dallas, you saw that against the Patriots. I think the last two weeks they've sort of stabilized things and they realize there's life after Aaron and the end, you know, they can figure this thing out. Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to eat crow because they played the Broncos and he wasn't perfect, but Zach was serviceable. Now, you know, I want to see it keep going. Uh, you yeah. know, he didn't have the greatest game, but he was solid. What you wanted off the Chiefs game, right? Like the Chiefs, like, oh, he turned the corner, everything, the light went on. Like there was, there was issues uh, today against the Broncos, but yeah. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, Jake is, this wasn't the test. Like when Brees runs for 177 yards, they don't need Zach to do much. It's mm-hmm. the, maybe it's the Eagles. I don't know. Some team is going to be able to stop Brees, right? They're going to load up and stop. And that's going to be the formula now is load up, stop Brees, and Zach's going to have to beat them and open things up, to, you know, because they're, they're going to stack the box. And the Eagles obviously have a very good defensive line, and they could be the ones that do that. The Eagles are due for a loss. You know, they're under- they are. I mean, I always like to pick against the team that has a zero this late in the season, Jake. You, either way, if you're winless or you're undefeated, you're you're due. You know, I'm curious. Is there a line out yet for that game? No, I would imagine it's going to be like nine and a half or or seven and a half, something. The Jets will get the three points because they're home. But um, you know, I, I think they could compete. I don't think they're going to win, but they right could now, compete. I'm just checking my phone, Jake. It's just Eagles by six right now. 
Six. All right. So that's wow. So basically, it's nine. Yeah. The Bills. The Bills are fourteen and a half point favorites over the Giants. That giant game looks a lot better now in a few weeks because who knows who the quarterback's going to be? Who knows what's going to be going on there? You know, if you're looking for trade chips, if they got anyone like who they're looking to dump off, I don't know if there's anyone that anyone wants in the Giants, but I think they might be sellers come trade deadline. Um, so that game, it's a giant home game when they face a couple weeks. That is a well, that's another one. I'll just say must win. Maybe the that, Giants that trade Evan Neal to the Jets. <laughs> No, I'd rather take the uh, my local, you know, McDonald Burger flipper over Evan Neal. Have you ever flipped the hot dog, Jake? No, <laughs> I mean I'm not a great cook, so I probably have a, on the on my foreman I used to use, but um, haven't haven't done. I'm done more spinning than flipping of the hot dogs. But listen, the uh, we said they need to win. They did win. They got the job done despite a very ugly first half. Shout out to Greg Zerline. You know, I said in the open, doesn't get enough respect. He he makes forty nine yarders like they're a walk in the park. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I mean, for what Jets have been through since Nick Folk, mm-hmm. like all these kickers that have come through here over the last five years or whatever it's been. Yeah, I mean, he's he's now consistent. You count on him, uh, and Morstead's punting punting pretty well. Like that, that it's it's usually yeah. stabilized that the kicking game. And I, you know, I, I JK, you know, I, like to the win we talked about. Like if they lost this game. One, you're you're done. So, this keeps the season alive. Uh, there's still hope after the bye. You know, even if they, you know, they lose to the Eagles as expected, two and four. But then you've got a bunch of teams that are beatable after the bye. Yeah, uh, the funny thing is that they beat the Eagles. I mean, Jets fans are going to be going bananas going to the bye. They're going to be salivating for more football. It's not going to happen. But listen, you never in any given Sunday in the NFL, you just yeah, never know. But beat the Chiefs. Yeah, listen, the game matters, and that's what's important. We, this podcast could have been over if they lose this game. So while, uh, you know, the, the my issue is I first have a lot of points of this game outcoached by a team that doesn't have great coaching. So you're going to well, go. I, think they were outcoached. Some, I thought in the first half, just the mistakes, the time management, the penalties, not calling the timeout on the on the 12 men on the field. Like the there were moments. The end of the half wasn't on the coaches. That was on Zach. They, in the last minute of the first half, they struggle, period, with time. They've had issues. The last week with the fourth and one, like with the timeout usage, they're, they're solid. that's not solid strength. And you brought that up. You know, you know that's not his his thing. But he, they got to get better at that because when they play legit teams here coming up, because we say the schedule eases up. But listen, they still have to play the Chargers. The Raiders aren't, you know, terrible. Twice versus Miami, who is just, again, I mean, I know you're playing the Giants, but got a, a chain. I mean, ugh. This kid yeah. is incredible. Like they have the some two- tough game. The Falcons are and listen, the Texans, who we thought that was a shoe in coming up on the schedule, they look like a legit y- good young team. So there's no yeah, but those no are games. games. Those are games. I like the Falcons and Texans are games the Jets can win. Uh, yeah, I, I only look at I look at the Eagles at, at the Bills and the two Dolphins games. Those are all problematic. Mm-hmm. Right, those four are tough. Um, but that takes you to seven. Right, that would take you to seven losses if you lost all four, and they probably won't lose all four. They might, they might get one against the Dolphins, or the you know the Bills might not have any players left on defense when the Jets play them. So, yeah, and then and then they're going to lose a game that you don't see coming, right? And then uh, then they these toss up games like Raiders and Falcons and Texans and uh, Commanders and Browns and you know Patriots. They got to they got to win a good share of those. 
Yeah, the Patriots get shut out. I mean, they are in shambles right now. One and four. Jets now out of last place. And it's just pissing me off still that the Jets lost that game to the Patriots. Because you look at the Patriots now, they look atrocious. Mac Jones sucks. And I think if you move that game, right, to play the Patriots now, like like I said, I think things are kind of stabilized. They they should beat the Patriots. I think they were still in the post Rogers haze there, uh, um, struggling, and they they hadn't fully adjusted the offense to Zach. Uh, so I, I think uh, I think they'd be a different story now. And I think these next few weeks are fascinating too, because especially with AVT out, and we'll see the extent of the injury. You know, the trade deadline comes up on Halloween. Like they'll have the Eagles, the bye. And then the Giants and the deadlines right around there, like they got to be, they got to be looking. They got to be looking for an offensive lineman. I think you got to be maybe considering a cornerback, a receiver, all those positions. I think you got to, you know, keep an eye out to one of these teams that are, you know, one and five, one and six, oh, and six, whatever it may be. You're going to have to make a move here. If you're serious about maybe making the playoffs, I think the Jets need a few more bodies because they're dropping. And that's in the NFL injuries every week. They're going to need offensive line help. I think yeah, so. it's hard. I mean, I offensive line, I just that's hard to find. The other on the on the flip side, Jake, two guys who were inactive today, Carl Lawson and McCole Hardman. I think Joe Douglas has to be burning up the phone, seeing if anyone wants to take them off their hands. Jets would have to eat some money, but uh, you know, these are Hardman guys, never guys, got a shot. I just they don't have a role with this team. Well, I mean, he clearly the coaches don't like him. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? So coaches don't like them, so they you know they should move on. Uh, Gibson has passed him on the depth chart as the kind of gadget guy. We didn't really see it today, but against the Chiefs, they ran it a couple times. So yeah, um, you know, I think they got to try to try to trade those guys if they can. I wonder if there's going to be a story on Hardman because it just seems so. I get if guys they don't like him, but like if he's you got talent, you got talent. Maybe he just doesn't have any more. Maybe he was a product of the Chiefs offense in the past, but very fascinating to see. Yeah, Lawson, you know he how disgruntled he's going to be. I mean, a, a healthy scratch. I mean, a guy who you're expected to maybe be one of the Jets sack leaders is not even active. So we'll him $9 million. Yeah, $13 million for those two and yeah. nothing. And they're absolutely they're watching like they contributed as much as you and I did today. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I contributed from my couch. This was an electric game to watch. Just ugly. Was it electric? Was it electric? I mean, it just it, it was just so. To me. It was sloppy, but electric because you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, oh, and it's just there's a rocky yeah, roller coaster of a ride. And, yeah, um, it's so good to see Brees back too. I watched the you know one Jets drive. They did a good special uh, last week on his comeback and the journey, and you know he looks as fast as ever, as good as ever. So. You know, prayers that he stays on the field because the he, you know, he is the Jets offense. You saw that. And 177 from him, and it took to you know the final drive for them to close that game. So you're gonna need more from Zach. Garrett's got to get involved earlier. He didn't get his first catch in the second quarter. Like Garrett's gotta get involved. We've said that. Get it to Brees, get it to Garrett. So Jets, that's the one thing they gotta do a better job getting Garrett early. But hey, they did score in the first quarter for the first time. So yeah, we dropped it. But even, you know, a short, simple screen, a short slant, something, get them yeah. the ball a few times early in that first quarter. But they did score for the first time in the first quarter. So that was a good sign of finally, you know, you're allowed to score in the first. And they did. Well, good stuff from the Jets. They're two and three. Coming up next is the Eagles. We'll preview that game on Thursday's podcast.
And we'll close this episode of Gangs All Here next. Obviously, winning's hard in this league, so that's that's first and foremost. But but you know, obviously, how things went for him this past year, it's tough. So you know, means a lot. All righty. Guys, you know, it's doom and gloom sometimes, but he does keep it real. He keeps it level-headed. They did beat the freaking Broncos, who are just a garbage team. But shout-out to Perry. Shout-out to the Jets social media staff. They had the tweets ready. You know, that one blew up of the uh, the picture of Kevin James and the Broncos. Sir, um, you know, from that, uh, whatever that Netflix movie uh, was called, playing Champagne, and Champagne is a terrible coaching job. You know, the Jets, I thought, did not have the best coaching week, week, but the Broncos were even worse. So, no DJ Reed, Russell Wilson, it's still at nothing, terrible play calling. Uh, so, you know, the Jets, you know, they won a game, they should, and that's good. I want to see them, you know, make it interesting versus the Eagles. I think it'll be a good sign if they keep it close. Even if they lose, going to the bye with some, you hate to say these moral victories, but the Eagles are just so freaking good that, you know, you keep it close, maybe lose by a field goal or a touchdown. That could be a moral victory going to the bye. And then you got to beat the Giants. You know, that game has now, that's not a toss up. That's a game you have to win. The Giants look like they're in shambles. And then, the you know, the Chargers game is really going to be the interesting one. Monday Night Football, like if you could escape with a win in that, you know, we're looking far ahead here. But you get to four and four, it's a different story. But the key is stay healthy. Breeze stay on the field. And, you know, Joe Douglas, start dialing. You know, if ABT's out now, I know it's hard to find someone, but like see who's out there, see what you can do, see a disgruntled lineman, see a team that's out of it. You get give up a third round, second round pick for a good right tackle. You got to get somebody because you, you can't lay down flat here and hope that, you know, not saying Max Mitchell can't get the job done. I'm sure he can, but you're going to need depth. You're seeing guys. I mean, even Makai Becton got her in this game, came back in. So uh, God forbid you were lose to you were lose Beckton too you were screwed but you know Tipman deserves a lot of credit going to right guard and that I mean the, you watch the video of the block on the Brees touchdown run seventy two yard run and he has just been fantastic there at right guard and that's not easy to do make your debut and do it at a position that you you know were not drafted to play so shout out to Tipman he deserves a lot of credit the Jets O line deserves credit for you know after a rough start. They turn this thing around, and it seems like they might be developing some cohesion. And uh, you know, this this was this was a fun one, and it's always better in the victory column. And it's always better when you listen to Gangs All Here, because that says goodnight to episode one fifty five of our Jets podcast in New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Catch up on all old episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five star rating on Apple. Give us a five star rating on Spotify. Write in a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Watch full, uncut episodes there. Go to that Gangs All Your playlist. Give us a thumbs up below. Comment below. What are you feeling right now? Are you feeling good? Are you nervous? AVT's out. Let me know your thoughts and tweet me at Jake Brown Radio on this happy Victory Monday edition for Brian Costello. I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back Thursday morning with a new episode as we look ahead to Jets. Eagles, the defending NFC champions. Going to be a lot of Eagle fans at MetLife Stadium. That is going to be a goodie on Sunday. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. And have yourselves a happy Victory Monday. And on Tuesday, I'll say a happy birthday shout-out to my brother, Ben, as well. Thanks for listening, everybody, to Gangs All Here. Ta-ta.
Happy Victory Monday.